No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Let's go. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, tonight's recommended drink is cheap box wine. Tonight's recommended snack, bland brand no-name crackers. This is the official Wine and Crackers broadcast here on v Oh, boy. Thank you so much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. If you'd like to just let, let me just go through the stuff that I have to go through straight off the bat. So we're not hiding anything. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogie become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to tell me that somebody is dead, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. Thank you so much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. What an absolute pleasure it is to be with you once again. Uh, If you could please share the show out if you want to. I mean, if you want to share the show out. I don't blame you if you don't want to share the show out. I wouldn't share the show out if I were you, but I'm not you, so I do. So if you're not me and you want to, then you should, but maybe not, you know, to friends and family or anything like that. Uh, it's going to be one of those shows tonight. We're mixing it up. We're doing something a little different. Uh, back in the day, I used to do just one stream a week on a Thursday night, and we called it the free-for-all. And, you know, these streams would go for like five fucking six hours. I'm not anticipating a five, six hour affair tonight, but we are doing like an old fashioned free for all. People have sent through stuff that we they want us to cover on the show. We've also got the Discord lines open. The open line is open. Otherwise, that's why, of course, why, that's why it's called an open line. Whatever. Um, and we've got a couple of the boys, 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 boys waiting there to get on the show. But I just do have to cover something first. Of course, we don't normally do breaking news on this program. But sometimes the news breaks and gosh darn it, you've got to be there to cover it. Ladies and gentlemen, oh dear. Oh dear. Condolences. Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg dies at 87 years of age. Uh, Incidentally, if you're an Australian and a cricket fan, you'll know that 87 is regarded as the devil's number. So if you're a batsman and you're on 87... That's the unlucky number. Why? Because it's 13 short of 100. So she's she's hit the devil's number in Australian cricket parlance. Our nation has lost a, ju- a jurist of historic stature. Chief Justice John G. Roberts Jr. said in a statement, this has been a rolling story for two, three years. I, I'm afraid I'm going to need proof of death. I need to see a corpse. <laughs> I need to poke it with a stick to make sure. A lot of people are probably be going going to be doing, uh, you know, celebratory, you know, jumps for joy over this. I'm, I'm not really that kind of a guy. Uh, it's still a person. It's still a person who's died. So, you know, but hey, it's I didn't I'm not the one who made political discussions as vicious as they are now. So um, a lot of people are going to be jumping for joy and a lot of people are going to be going, well, you can't say that. And that's horrible and blah, blah, blah. Yep. That's true. 
But let's be fair here. If the shoe was on the other foot, then, you know, the people who are saying that you can't say that would be the ones jumping for joy and the ones jumping for joy would be the ones who are saying you can't say that. None of that bothers me. So if you want to jump for joy, fucking jump for joy. I don't care. Uh, I've got to I've got to tip my hat to this old this old duck though because she fought off death tenaciously. She was like you know she was like the Spartans being confronted by the Persians. She was she was at death's door for half a decade, and I wish I had this amount of fighting spirit when I get to the age of eighty seven. I don't think I will. I think I'll probably just roll over without any fight at all and say, all right, I'm done. I'm out of here. Checking out. But she refused to let go and fucking good on her. Because <laughs> she she almost made it. Remember, as soon as Trump was elected, everybody was like, oh, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she'll be the first one to go. She'll be the first one to go. She outlasted all of us. <laughs> and unfortunately for the fans of Ruth, she got to, what, 40 days, about a month before the election and checked out. Now, I don't, does this mean that they're going to push through another a replacement before the election? I don't know. Can they even do that? I don't know. If they can do that, should they do that? That's another question. I don't know if that would be a good idea or not. You'd have to think that, you know, Trump is probably the favorite at this point to win the election. So why not wait unless they think that they may lose the Senate? which regardless of what you might think is definitely a possibility with more uh, GOP senators up for re-election in 2020 than Democrat senators and a number of those in kind of knife-edge races in places like Colorado. So, you know, they only have to lose three Senate seats and then the Democrats would win back the Senate. And then, of course, if that happens, there's there's no appointment. You know, the Democrats would filibuster it. Uh, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg died on Friday of complications of metastatic pancreas cancer. Like I said, she was a fucking fighter, wasn't she? (laughs) Didn't she hang around? Our nation has lost a jurist of historic stature, Chief Justice John G. Roberts Jr. What a fantastic country club name, said in a statement. We are at the Supreme Court. Uh, We have lost a cherished colleague. Today we mourn, but with confidence that future generations will remember Ruth Bader Ginsburg as we knew her, a tireless and resolute champion of justice and unkillable, completely unkillable, indestructible. President Trump has appointed two members of the Supreme Court, Justice Neil Gorsuch and Brett M. Kavanaugh, a.k.a. frat boy, beer boy, moving the court slightly to the right. Here we fucking go. Here we go. A a memorial for Ruth Bader Ginsburg can only last, in the New York Times, can only last two and a half paragraphs before we start saying, fuck Donald Trump. Again, modern journalism, ladies and gentlemen. The replacement of Justice Ginsburg, the leader of the court's four-member liberal wing, could transform the court into a profoundly conservative institution, one in which Republican appointees would outnumber Democratic ones six to three. In 2016, Republicans refused to consider President Barack Obama's nomination of Judge Merrick B. Gartley. Here we go again. Fuck me. <laughs> but in 2016, we couldn't have Farrah Garland. We stopped living in the past, man. Living in the past, bro. Saying that holding hearings in the last year of a president's term would deprive voters of a role in the process. See, the all the rules are fluid when you exist in this space. You know, there's a set of rules and you need to follow the rules until we decide that we don't want to follow the rules anymore. Then it's fuck the rules. 
saying this. So I have no sympathy. You know, if, if Donald Trump and Mitch McConnell, I don't know if it would be a good idea or not in regards to the election and the Senate, because you can just imagine the kind of things that uh, competitors, opponents in the Senate to Republicans who are up for re-election, you can imagine the kind of campaign material that they would come out with if they tried to push through another Supreme Court justice before the election. Again, I don't even know if it's possible or not. But if they did, you can just see, oh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of soil there to be tilled in a campaign sense. But just say they did. Just say they pushed it through. Just say they strong-armed another justice in before the election. It would be like, well, so what? Because this is what you wanted, right? Mr. McConnell and his allies say the two situations are different. Where one party controls the Senate and the other the presidency, as in 2016, they say vacancies should not be filled in a presidential election year. Where the same party controls both the Senate and the presidency, they argue confirmations may proceed. Democrats say this is hair-splitting hypocrisy that damages the legitimacy of the court. Yes, of course, that damages the legitimacy of court. Also, accusing a a potential Supreme Court justice of being a gang rapist without evidence that doesn't that doesn't hurt the legitimacy of the court at all, does it? Kamala Harris, I'm looking in your direction. Remember that? <laughs> I love I love this bullshit. This semantical nonsense. Yeah, exactly. Ducks Regionist in the chat is 100% on it. On the same page. You know, appointing a new Supreme Court justice when one Supreme Court justice dies, that will harm the legitimacy of the court. Also, the last Supreme Court justice you appointed was a drunken gang rapist. (laughs) Okay. We wouldn't want to harm the legitimacy of the court now, would we? Give me a fucking break. Uh... But they may have little practical power to stop a third Trump nominee. Listen to... Oh, look at this. This is very cute. Again, this is the kind of shit we talk about when you're able to read the subtext of the corporate press, ladies and gentlemen. Look at the way they frame this. Democrats say this is hair-splitting hypocrisy that damages the legitimacy of the court, but they may have little practical power to stop a third Trump nominee after changes in Senate rules on filibusters and nominations. All it takes now is a majority vote to confirm judicial nominees. Yes, changes in Senate rules and filibusters on nominations, if I'm not mistaken, that were changed by the Democrat Party. (laughs) Right? Didn't... I'm, I'm sorry. Is this thing on? I'm sorry, Democrats. Aren't you the ones that changed the rules? But see the way it's written? The Democrats won't have any power to stop this because the Senate rules have been changed. Yes, by Democrats. You fuck. (laughs) That's a lie by omission. Eh, The the reader doesn't need to know that sticky little piece of information. That's very inconvenient. (laughs) We'll just leave that out and blame Mitch McConnell for it. Again, it's such garbage. Justice Ginsburg is revered in liberal circles, with her many fans calling her Notorious RBG. Well, she did outlive the rapper. A nod to the rapper Notorious B.I.G. The justice has embraced the connection. We were both born and bred in Brooklyn, New York, she likes to say. (laughs) Me me and Notorious B.I.G., we go way back. Notorious B.I.G., he's my nigger. (laughs) Justice Ginsburg, quote. Justice Ginsburg, who is 87, well, who it should say was. Lisa Jane with a diamond. Thank you. Is it, I, uh, it's, 
Ilsa Jane, not Lisa Jane. I keep saying Lisa Jane. It's Ilsa Jane. Thank you for the diamond, Ilsa Jane. Thank you for joining us. Justice Ginsburg, who was 87, had repeatedly vowed to stay on the court as long as her health held and she stayed mentally sharp. Quote, I have often said I would remain a member of the court as long as I could do the job full steam. Well, that's a lie. <laughs> come on. Come on. Again, I'm not dancing on anybody's grave here, but she hasn't been at full steam for at least a decade. She's been at half steam, quarter steam for a long, long, long time. She said in July, announcing a recurrence of cancer, I remain fully able to do that. Well, like I said, she lived, she was tenacious. She hung on for grim death and she almost made it to another election. So this is probably going to be the story for the next, I don't know, couple of weeks at least. Um, as somewhat of a media nerd and a politics junkie, let me tell you exactly how this is going to play out. The Democrats now have a unifying thing to run into the election on, right? Now, I'm not saying that she was, you know, taken out or anything. That would be ridiculous. Um, but now the Democrat message for all the senators running in the down-ballot votes, which we've spoken about before, the reason that Joe Biden was put in as the nominee instead of Bernie Sanders was to secure the campaign funding from places like California and New York, big business Democrats, big money, uber-capitalist backers of the Democrat Party would not have given... Bernie Sanders the same amount of cheddar that they gave Joe Biden. Joe Biden is the safe corporate option, the steady as she goes guy. So they needed that money, that campaign money, in order to fund the down ballot elections of people, of senators particularly, in those knife edge races where they think they've got a chance of flipping the Senate. I don't think they even care about the presidency. I think it's all, for the Democrats, it's all about winning the Senate. And they only need to win three races and they will win back the Senate. They took, they needed money for this, which is why they put Joe Biden in instead of Bernie Sanders. Now, now the Democrats have their unifying campaign slogan, right? Their campaign message, which is, you need to elect Democrat senators to stop Donald Trump putting a right-wing fascist on the Supreme Court. Trust me, act surprised, It'll, it'll probably already be starting now on Twitter, this narrative. You need to vote for Democrat senators in these three races, and they will target sort of between three and five Senate races where they feel they have the best chance of winning, and that will become the focus of the Democrats 150%, even more than Joe Biden. You need to elect Democratic senators because otherwise, with Ruth Bader Ginsburg gone, Donald Trump will put a far-right activist fascist in and there's going to be smear campaigns of every name that gets mentioned, how they hate abortion, right? Roe v. Wade will become the thing again. Oh, they're going to wind back equal rights for gay people again unless you elect a Democratic senator in this race, right? They're going to throw black, they're going to send black people back to Africa unless you vote for a Democratic senator again, right? This will be the campaign moving forward into the election. Five will get you 10. And like I said, when it happens, just try to act surprised. Just try to act surprised. So uh, with that, because like I said, it's a Friday night free for all. <laughs> 
Amberlina, you are speaking bad things into the universe. Stop it. I will never stop. <clears throat> I will never stop. Uh, with that, let's introduce... We've opened up the Discord line tonight on this Friday. It's a fucking free-for-all. We're doing what we want here. So it's time to say hello to the boys, 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 if they're there, if they're ready. Joy of Pessy, Major Tom, are you on? Are you on? Are you boys, 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 How the hell are you? All right, Tom, do you want to, uh, do you want to, do you want to start, sir? Well, somebody fucking start. I've, I've been going for 20, I've been going for 25 minutes. Couldn't you have sorted this out in the green room? Tom, do we, do you want to go first? Oh, maybe you should go first. For Boogie to do the thing. And now, now, now the thing is done. And you, you've, you've got to do your thing now. This is the way it works. <laughs> oh, my bad. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for jumping oh, on. Thanks, buddy. It's good to have you on. Good for a little chat. Oh, What's good new? Good to be here. What's new in the world of... All right, well, since we, we'll start with Major Tom, because Joy of Pessy uh, so politely you know, gave the floor to him. Major Tom, what's new with you? What are you doing, man? It's uh, been a well, while. I'm, I believe you've been describing it for the past 25 minutes, uh, but it's a great day in America. You're doing a happy dance. I can be while still being Major Tom. Um, I am, in fact, going to dance on it. Oh, thank you, Pessy. I am, in fact, going to dance on the grave of a person who's probably been dead for months. Uh, it's a good day. <laughs> so, well, what did you think of my, because I often get, as you know, Tom, I often get um, accused when people don't like the opinion or the argument that I'm putting forward, they dismiss it because I'm not an American, because I don't have like some kind of, uh, you know, inborn knowledge of, you know, right and wrong. So it's like, shut up, you stupid Australian foreigner, you piece of shit. You don't know what you're talking about. What did you think of my analysis there? Do you think I'm do you think I'm on the money? Have I missed something? What's going on? No, that's that's pretty spot on. Yeah. Um, I mean, what else do you do if you're in that position? Like, you 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 take your lemon and you make lemonade. <laughs> sure. Uh, but I have a proposition. Uh, you all know that I am, in fact, running for president. So if you elect yes. me for the brief period where we're not uh, burning alive in a nuclear holocaust, I will, in fact, appoint Boogie Bumper ah. uh, to that position of the Supreme Court justice. Yes, finally, thank God. Swift, brutal, just now. You know, I'm a pretty libertarian kind of a guy, though, so I'm going to be letting a lot of shit go. <laughs> that's that's perfectly fine. <laughs> Which will accelerate us into the apocalypse, I think. Like you know, if we can get everybody addicted to crack, heroin, and whatnot, uh, you know, abortions for none and abortions for all, abortions for some and not for others, whatever. Everybody, let's do post-birth abortions if we want to. Let's get everybody really? doing whatever I think they, they want. They just call that murder. I think that's murder. what they go with for that. Well, well that'll be my fit. We're going to have to redefine that then. They've already got a <laughs> yeah, term for it. They laid out. <laughs> I'm all for Ruth Boogie, Gr Ruth Boogie Ginsburg any day. Ruth Boogie Ginsburg. Name. I like that. <laughs> now, does that get me uh, into the, you know, the social clubs in New York with a name like Ginsburg now? Does that mean yes. I can start oh, swaggering I around Brooklyn? I don't know what you're insinuating, but I believe the title of Supreme Court justice would be enough. You think so? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, maybe it'll know. maybe it'll get me into the executive's lounge at the Federal Reserve. Yeah, at least get into the executive washroom. That that'd be nice. I'll take that. I know exactly what you're insinuating, and the answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Joy Pessy, you've been Hi. your your um schedule is like completely up overturned and ass ended lately. Like I don't know when you're on half of the time anymore. Uh the fans yes. people have been writing to me saying, 
Boogie, does Joy of Pessy hate us because he's not coming on? And I say, yes, of course he does. He always has. Um, <laughs> but now it's just obvious. So can you explain to people why you hate them, please? This changed my name to the resentment of Pessy. Yeah. Um, no, <laughs> I just... Uh, I used to work... Uh, my, my schedule used to be just like a 9 to 5 Monday to Friday thing. Now mm-hmm. I work weekends. Um but the next little while seems like I won't be doing any Saturday uh, late nights. So it seems uh-huh. like Saturdays are more or less back on track. Although, you know, whether or not there'll be an after show will determine on if I'm working the next day. But uh, yeah, no, no, seems things are kind of getting back back on track. A little bit of a speed bump, but, uh, okay. you know, I'm trying to put out stuff whenever I can. And I got to have you back on for Big Bus. Oh, you're doing Big Bus? Oh. No, oh, yeah. you're not doing it until you're to. on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> If you're not familiar, Joy Pessy runs a, a show on DLive, uh, the Saturday Night Riff, where it's like an old movie, a terrible movie, and you get a group of guys together, most of whom probably smoke weed, um, and they make jokes about the movie while the movie's on. It's fucking, it's one of my favorite shows on DLive, DLive.tv slash Joy Pessy. And there's an yeah. old movie that I was forced to watch. Like, I didn't, I didn't choose to watch this. I was forced to watch this by my old man when I was like five years old. And I got, like, there was two movies. One was The Blues Brothers. Like, you absolutely have to watch The Blues Brothers. I'm like, okay. The other one was The Big Bus. (laughs) He said, this is one of the greatest movies of all time. It's like a nuclear-powered bus that goes on a nonstop trip from one end of the country to the other. And there's all these little characters on the bus. Uh, Somebody gets their foot cut off. Uh, There's a vet. Uh, It's it's crazy. It's like a spoof movie of disaster films. So... (laughs) So it's it's a good writing then. It's you laugh, you cry. Yes, it's got everything. Yeah, it's a journey. We go on a journey together, literally and metaphorically. It's so Ooh. it's fantastic. I'm really looking forward to the big bus. So I have to I have to be on for the big bus. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll we'll figure something out for sure. Well, I think actually in a couple of weeks I may I'll get in touch with you like off air. I may be off on a Saturday Ooh. night in a couple of weeks, so we might be able to do it then if we can get our ducks in a row. All right, yeah, let's uh, let's uh, align those ducks. Beautiful. Uh, if anybody else wants to jump in the Discord and have a little chat, join join us. You're more than free to do so. Um, guys, do you want to stick around? I've got people have sent me stuff to cover. Do you want to cover this shit with me? We're doing a little Fuck chill yeah. stream here. Uh, we're not doing anything else right now, so that sounds great. Okay. Yeah. This is fantastic. Uh, this one was sent through by Fascist Hippie, I think. Let me bring up the big screen here. Sit. Warning to punters after Croc Wrangler's close-up with four-meter salty goes viral. For Sierra with the diamond, thank you for joining us. Best intro ever, Sko Woo. Thank you, Sko. Thank you for joining us, For Sierra. Now, All right. <laughs> this headline now right here. Off the bat. <laughs> now right off the bat, Boogie. Yeah. I heard it was a freshie. It was a fresh. Nah, mate. Nah, freshies, mate. Freshies are uh, freshies are a lot smaller, right? So yeah, no, no freshies around here, mate. Hey. Eh? So I was just thinking this headline would make no sense. Pessy gets it because he is, I, I don't know why, but he's a keen follower of Australian pop culture, believe it or not. But an Aussie aficionado. If he you is. He, you're an honorary Aussie over there in cold Australia. Well, that's a big deal. You just gain Woo! like five points in your strength column. Easy. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's not really that big of a deal. Anyone who can arrive here on a boat will eventually become a citizen. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you do have to get it. If you get caught, uh, you get shipped off to a detention facility in another country, and then you get banned from ever entering the country again. We're pretty hardcore when it comes to immigration. Um, Oof. Yeah, but if you can come here legally, that's it. You're stuck here. We can't get rid of you. 
Warning to punters after croc wranglers close up with four meter salty goes viral. Now, I imagine a lot of American brothers and sisters are like, what the fuck is a punter and what the fuck is a salty? <laughs> you know, <laughs> a punter is. And, and also, what are meters? <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> a punter is like um, somebody who bets. So, you know, you're having a punt. So, but we just call uh, patrons, we call people that go to events punters. Like, oh, this is for the punters, right? Uh, crocodile wrangler Matt Wright has sparked a controversy. It's always with the fucking controversies. Not everything is a controversy. Sarah of Rock, Dead Jedi with the diamond. Pessy, we need the RPG. Uh, why have you forsaken us? Oh, your video game streams, right? You still yeah, doing that's that? something. No, 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 no. So I started working on like a little RPG as a hobby over the quarantine when I when I had oh, no right. job. Yep. And he's wondering what's going on with that. Uh, first world is done. Working on going to start JJ's thing soon. It's uh, I, I'm just doing that as like a little side thing on my own time. Like it's, I don't know. I don't know what's going to come out, but when it it's, does, it's like you know. forever. It'll be done when it's done. Exactly. Coffee Talk with Sandra with the diamond. Thank you, Coffee Talk with Sandra. Bookster and Pessy and Major Tom. We've got Major Tom as well. And we've got a couple more spots if anyone else wants to jump in the Discord. Just Fuck it. Ignore me. It's it's fine. No. <laughs> Tom. No. <laughs> Don't worry about it. No, no, shut up, Boogie. We need to keep him depressed. It's what makes his content so <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, this is, this is a feeding off this energy. It's great. What? what, I'm just fucking invisible over here? Huh? You can't even see me? What the hell is going on here? Uh, in the video, what am I, a yeah, what am I, a rug? You just want to walk all over me, huh? Coffee talk with Sandra with another diamond. Oh, uh, this is the opposite. Major though, Tom. Now I have my own diamond. Yeah. So what? You think Tom's better than me? You think Tom's better than me and Pessy? Is that what you're getting at here? You don't think we're all equals? <laughs> Fucking hell, Sandra. Jesus Christ. Somebody ban Sandra from the chat room, please. No, don't do that. No. <laughs> don't do that. Don't, don't do that. We love Coffee Talk with Sandra. She's lovely. Uh, so maybe we should just watch the video before we comment on the alleged controversy. What do you think? I will say one more thing before you do that, though. You could easily replace that headline with something about Florida and alligators, and it would make the same amount of sense. Except crocodiles are much bigger and have bigger testicles. That's the only Well, thing. we do actually have crocodiles in the state of Florida, believe it or not. The only... In a zoo place where they exist uh, naturally together. Really? So you have crocs? That is true. Crocs over there, but they Not can't be too common, them. are they? No, they aren't, but they do exist. Okay, there you go. Uh, most people don't know the difference. Well, most people don't even think there is a difference between an alligator and a croc. But crocs are much bigger. They're much bigger mm -hmm. and more aggressive, apparently, I've been told. Or maybe that's just something Australians, we tell ourselves just to be like, yeah, we're fucking better, you know? <laughs> maybe we just pretend crocodiles are worse, but I'm pretty sure they're bigger. Let's have a look at Matt right here, the croc wrangler, the crocodile man uh, doing some work. Let's check him, check him out. We're just trying to get a uh, few logs out of the water here. We're pulling all these logs up over there. Pulling all these logs up. Coffee talk with Sandra with the diamond, Boogster, Pessy, Major Tom. There you go. Order has been restored. Okay. <laughs> Balance is <laughs> returned. spent way too many lemons on that, but thank you very much. Thank you very much, Coffee Talk with Sandra. DLive.tv slash Coffee Talk with Sandra. Let's have a bit of a hard time here. We've got a little friend that's come and visited us. <laughs> <laughs> little friend? Oh, little buddy. Oh, little nipper. He's in <laughs> is everybody over there, Steve Irwin? Uh, yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, look at this little bugger. Isn't he cute, eh? I mean, he's coming here. He's, he's coming, giving us a little visit. The crocodile's mouth is open. Like, that means I'm about to bite your face off. He's like, ah, look he at this. He wants a kissy, though. No? Yeah, hey, cheeky little bastard, eh? Look at him. Oh, we can't get him. Ah, 
Go away. Go away. Oh, can't get any work done. He keeps following us around. He, I mean, he turns his back to the croc and starts walking away from it like, ah, oh, look at this little bugger. You know, he keeps following me around. Like, it's not a big deal. Right? <laughs> Flat. How are we going, Tommy? You got this sorted? Yeah, man. Oh, mate. Hey, Tommy oh, over here. <laughs> oh, I keep trying to push him away, but he keeps going after the snacking chicken I have in me sock. He keeps turning away from it. Like, oh, it's still there. <laughs> there is, like, so this is obviously a mangrove. I don't know whereabouts he is, but it's funny because, like, so many of you guys, like, so um, Major Tom is in Florida. The ROTC guys are in Florida. Bocker Bradley's in Florida. There's a whole bunch of people. Uh, JJ Stoner used to live in Florida, didn't he, for a while? Um, yes. I think so, yeah. Yeah, and there's other people as well, isn't there? Like, there's a whole bunch of people who are, like, in this kind of universe or the extended universe <laughs> who are down in Florida. And there are so many similarities between – I know it gets said a lot, but, like, look at that. That could be Florida what you're looking at there right with that fucking with the weird um what yeah do you call that those could boats? easily be especially with the airboat that could easily right. be the everglades right and <laughs> and the temperature and everything like the climate it's very humid in some parts of australia and it's like sweating you've got the fucking bugs that want to kill you and stuff so, so the point you're making is that australia is the world's <clears throat> florida yes <laughs> yes exactly i've often said to like uh southerners in the united states our rednecks are you know your rednecks are like fucking upper middle class poetry reading coffee snobs in New York compared to our rednecks. Our rednecks are we're the real southerners down here. We're far more south than your your south south guys. You know what I mean? I mean, and look at this. He's just holding a crocodile with one hand, going, "This little fucking bastard won't let me get any work done." It's like, hey, that's, that's a new level of redneck. Come on down. The only thing would be better if he had like an open VB in the other hand. Oh yeah, <laughs> his friend was filming him doing it. Well, it's too late in the day. It's probably nine o'clock in the morning, so he's probably already drank all of his VB. Okay, he went through the whole six pack already. Got it. I can give you a personal anecdote, right? I used to work removals for about a year. Uh, when I was young, like, so when I was like 19, 20, I did it for about a year. It was a terrible fucking job. But some of the guys I worked with were amazing. We would start at 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning. And a couple of guys who were in their 50s, right, would already be sinking beer at 5.30 in the morning, like in the car Ooh. park, waiting for the warehouse to open. They would bring a six pack and just start fucking gutting them at six I'm, in the morning. I'm, I'm convinced that you are, in fact, the world's Florida, because there was a time when I was a child I remember this very vividly. My first trip to Key West, the mailman was drinking a Miller Lite while delivering the mail. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, do, 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 now, do the mailmen over there ride the little motorbikes around? Because we have posty bikes here. No, we have our own little like post, uh, our own little mail thing. They have like a separate vehicle. You can't, you don't see anywhere else. Yeah, right. Well, see, we have the posty bike, which is a motorbike just for the postal workers. It's a little red one. It's very famous in Australia. And if you can get your hands on one, you love it. People love them. They collect them. So it's fantastic. Uh, I don't know why you guys are demonizing beer so early in the morning. It's basically cereal. It is, yeah. Especially in this it's country. Cereal. Yeah. Well, over here, we just use rum because, fun fact, if you drink rum before 10 a.m., you're not an alcoholic. You are, in fact, a pirate. A pirate. Oh. Yar. <laughs> That's what I want to hear. Now, when does that mean I can also get away with raping and pillaging before 11? It is still Florida, so yes. Excellent. Well, uh, after 11, yeah. don't even think about it. Yeah. But your pirates <laughs> over there only sail from Cuba, don't they? 
on like oh, you little... got the whole Caribbean right there. You got the whole thing. Right, yeah, that's Bahamas true. Bahamas and Jamaica, they're all pretty close. Pirates of the Caribbean. Up. Stay oh, away, yeah. you little bugger. Trying to get some work done. Hey. Anyway. <laughs> get out. Look how he's shooting it like it's a large dog. <laughs> well, that's like it. He tells it like to he's sit. he's just pushing away a basset hound. Just, I'm trying to work over here, please. Sit your bugger. Go away. <laughs> Go away. Go away. Stay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Stay. Stay, boy. Sit. Sit. Static Void in the chat. That's a fucking Sit. croc. Yes, it is Static Void. And this is it an is Australian man. His first mistake, though. His first mistake is that most crocodiles only speak French. So it's not going to understand. <laughs> Shit. Sit. All right. Sit, Boo So we got a little pulley Sit, system. Boo Boo. Sit. Good dog. Sit up there. Tommy's got him at bay there now. Was he just patting it on the head? Have a look at I Tommy. I believe that's what I saw. Look at that. Good boy. Good boy. Good croc. He's got him at bay there now. Pulley system. Pull the logs out. Make a little track for us to get through. As you see, big cyclone come through. Yeah. Taken down this tree. So we're just opening her up a little bit. Fuck me. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Now... This article, I can already tell I'm going to hate it. Look at this. Crocodile wrangler Matt Wright has sparked controversy over a video he posted on Instagram of him getting friendly with a four-metre crocodile called, listen to the name of the crocodile, Bone Cruncher. <laughs> what a friendly name. Like Spice. <laughs> Bone Cruncher. In, in this video, the large salty, which is missing part of its lower jaw, can be seen. Ah, oh, I see. Somebody was abusive to Bone Cruncher, I think. Uh, can be seen to move towards Mr. Wright, who places his hand on the end of its nose while looking to the camera. Speaking to ABC News Breakfast, Mr. Wright said he had known Bone Cruncher for many years and the croc had a placid nature. It's a nice croc. It's one of those placid See, crocs. We're, we're missing out here. We need to buy the rights to this movie. If you can make a feel-good movie about a crocodile named Bone Cruncher missing <laughs> half of his jaw because he took revenge on someone that was abusing him, yeah. only to find this wonderful feel-good home with this gentleman in Australia. Well, this is like the Australian version of Lassie, isn't it? So oh, him I and see. Bone Cruncher, they'll go on adventures together. You know, they'll solve crimes and shit. And, you know, he grows old with it. Exactly. <laughs> well, listen to this. This is a quote from the guy. It's a great relationship we've built with Bone Cruncher, but I don't want to set an example where people think they can get uh, befriend a crocodile. This is something special. It's a special relationship <laughs> he has. Not everybody has so this relationship. It's not Lassie. It's more like Flipper. Flipper, yeah, because of the water. But, I mean, crocs are outside of the water, you know, just as much as they're in the water. So it could be either or. Um, how about we feed Lassie to Bone Cruncher? Maybe that would That can be an episode of, of Bone Cruncher. <laughs> oh, we got diamonds well, rolling in. I apologize to the, the kid that owned Lassie because Bone Cruncher ate him. <laughs> uh, Ilsa Jane with a diamond. Boogie needs an emotional support croc. That's a great idea. Uh, my, I'm not sure my dogs would enjoy that, though. Iceman4433, Rusty with the diamond. Thank you for joining us, Rusty. It would be easy for him to get a new suitcase. Oh, I see. He's going to carve up the crocodile to get a new suitcase. Well, that's 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 uncalled for, Rusty. How dare you? Poor Bone Cruncher over here. Have a heart. Uh, ben K. Veritas donated one diamond. Mostly peaceful croc. Yes. <laughs> it's mostly peaceful. Um, croc Wrangler knows what he's doing. Crocodile expert Graham Webb said, although the video might look dangerous, Wright was an expert who knew what he was doing. 
A lot of crocs seem to enjoy these relationships with people, if you can say that. Everybody's got a croc now. I, now I'm a little bit upset that I don't have a croc. Here he is explaining his relationship with Bone I was Cruncher. doing a, a shoot for, Na for National Geographics and uh, yep. they wanted this whole... National Geographics. Like there's more than one of them? Whole setup of me being... <laughs> all of the geographics. All of them. I love all the graphics, mate. <laughs> it's like ESPN. They have several channels. <laughs> wow. the Twitters. <laughs> yeah, I was on the internets there the other day on the uh, Twitters, on the Facebooks. A rope over the shoulder and said, well, I reckon I've got, I've got a all that that uh, can do that. So um, I tested the waters with uh, Bone Cruncher and... <laughs> bone Cruncher. He's <laughs> hey, taken over the name. Absolutely. Since that day, he's, uh, he's been amazing. He's been around for about six years of, uh, of knowing Bone Cruncher. And uh, <laughs> when I met him, he had his full jaw and he, he you know, he had, his, uh, he had another eye and most of his tail. And over the years, I've seen him sort of get into different areas over the wet season and he gets himself in a bit of strife. So He, um, he gets himself in a, a bit of strife. Hold on a second. So he's known Bone... So when he first knew Bone Cruncher, he had his full jaw. Yeah. And then he, he got involved in the wet season. And so this guy basically fucked that Cater's jaw. What, what's going on? No, no. I mean, whoa, whoa. <laughs> this is some accusations I'm hearing over here. You, are you saying he Maybe raped Bone, Bone Cruncher? He said, it's a, he said it's a special relationship. I... <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't cuddle. Don't look at me. <laughs> you got such a pretty mouth, Bone Cruncher. <laughs> Not anymore. Squeal like a pig, Bone Cruncher. Now he hangs out in the shallows. He's quite placid. And um, and we've, we've built... Yeah, you fucked the fierceness right out of him, didn't you, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> he dominated him. This relationship over this time where... Uh, He's not that aggressive, but right. in saying that, you I don't, don't want to be in the eyes. <laughs> that an example where you can just go and um, play with a wild saltwater crocodile. It's it's pretty unusual that. Uh... See, I can imagine what would happen after this because it all seems fine. Here we go. In a statement, a spokesperson for the Northern Territory Department of Environment, Parks and Water Security. Here we go. So this is the shit that annoys me, right? So a fucking bureaucrat has to wade into the conversation yep, like a croc wrangler. You can't just have your pet crocodile named Bone Cruncher. Exactly. got to step in Somebody, and do something about it. They've got to get in the middle of this special relationship. Um, a spokesperson for the Northern Territory Department of Environment, Parks and Water Security, water security and they're worried about Bone Cruncher, warned Territorians that croc danger is real. <sighs> Thank you. Thank you for the update. Hey, did you guys know that crocodiles can eat you? Did I don't you? know if you heard about this. It's crazy. Really? It's a crazy thing. Aren't they all placid things that we can have sex with? I Apparently not. <laughs> I've, I've heard that they are, in fact, dangerous, as their two-foot-long mouthful of teeth mm. might suggest to you. Oh, dear. Uh, listen to this. When it comes to the danger posed by crocodiles, the NT government takes safety seriously and educates the community and manages public behaviour wherever possible to reduce the risk. Ah, uh, there's there's the line. There's the the, the manages the public behaviour. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> See this. What this reminds me of. A few years ago, guys, we had a story here where people were filmed going into a shark trap with bait. No, it was a croc trap, pardon me. It was a croc trap that had bait in it, and they were like drunken guys, like young guys, and they swam, they swam out to it like with beers, and they were sitting on top of the croc trap, and they locked their friend in the croc trap, right? And they were taking video and laughing. 
and politicians are coming out. This is stupid, idiotic behavior. How do you? My I, opinion. I believe of this, they call that a, a Australian holiday. Exactly. Be, that that's whole a, series of events. That's enough. That's killing an afternoon. Um, it also reminds me of something we covered on the show in Hawaii. Apparently, like young thrill seekers were getting selfies next to active volcanoes. Right, so the, there's lava, you know, spewing out behind them, and they were going there to get selfies for their Instagram shots, and like they had to close off roads. And they said, if we catch anybody trying to get a selfie next to this volcano, we'll throw you in prison. And I'm like, <clears throat> at what point do we just let people do what they want? Right? If let somebody exactly, if somebody wants to, like, why are we uh, spending this time and energy on keeping people alive? <laughs> If somebody wants to go to a fucking active volcano to take a selfie and they die, that's the ultimate lesson. Like, you're not going to deter people by throwing them in jail. You deter people by showing the footage of somebody melting. That that will do the job. You know what I mean? Somebody melting on their own Facebook live stream as the lava hits their <laughs> face. That that will be enough. Nobody will want to go to the volcano after that. You know, you got to break a few eggs if you're going to make an omelette, right? That's the ultimate oh, yeah. in public safety. If you want to stop people from patting crocodiles on the on the on the head, show some footage of people getting their arm ripped off by crocodiles. There you go. Like, don't stop them. We should be using these opportunities to educate. But so there, there's a very finite reason why uh, Charles Darwin did in fact identify uh, survival of the fittest as important part of evolution. See, we are denying nature its true course yeah. by allowing these people to to come in and stop all the fun all the time correct uh we are spitting in the face of science when we do this stuff uh what have we got here this one was sent through by original revolution one of our periscope og listeners original rev what's this beethoven's fifth is a symbol of exclusion and elitism <laughs> <laughs> Let's, let's hear that is the headline. Let's hear a bit of this exclusionary oppressive tune, shall we? Well, I mean, you know, not a lot of people know that it has lyrics, right? It's murder the poor, <laughs> murder the poor. I thought it was something to do with the ends. That's probably <laughs> no, why they were upset. Actually, that's Mozart's uh, Ode to Joy. Well, wait, no, that's Beethoven. I'm sorry. Different guy. <laughs> if you're black, get at the back of the bus, back of the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we have we. It looks like a full white ensemble here. Of uh, is that a tuba or a French horn? I think that is that a French. That's horn? a French horn. That's a French horn. I was in the band. It's kind of embarrassing. Oh really? You, you were in. A, you're in a brass band. Uh well, no, I was in the high school marching band, which is a different. Thing. Ah. Yep. Look, they're all white, stuffy white people. Spending years of their lives to learn music. And what for? To oppress the blacks. Not even that. We're just going to totally exclude this whole story of this man grappling with his own deafness and writing these incredible pieces of music uh -huh. because racism or something. Because racism. Hey, Everything's racist. Beethoven's, Beethoven's German. I'm surprised the ADL isn't dipping a pinky into this shit, too. <laughs> yeah, did you know that Hitler's favorite songs were by Beethoven? <laughs> yeah, you know who else used to appreciate Beethoven? Hitler. Hitler. Uh, there's a stir <laughs> about an article in the online magazine Vox which jumps on the anti-everything bandwagon to denounce Beethoven's fifth sympathy of all masterpieces as white male supremacist. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
Here's a snippet. We explore how Beethoven's symphony was used to generate the strict culture of classical music and the politics that undergird those norms of behaviour. These people are far too smart for their own good. Though concert etiquette that evolved in response to the fifth may have had the goal of venerating the music, it can also act as a source of gatekeeping. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Is Vox, what? is Vox arguing that the people who wrote classical music hundreds of years ago were gatekeeping? Because isn't it the publications like Vox that try to get everybody else deplatformed off things like YouTube and Twitter and shit now? <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that fucking cute? Uh, polite society first emerged as a set of cultural standards developed through the mid-18th century. What, nobody was polite before the mid-18th century? Give me a break. Listen to this. Polite society first emerged as a set of cultural standards developed during the mid-18th century as bourgeois class signifiers. Oh, gosh. Wait, wait, wait. So Vox said that? Yes, Vox said that. Yeah. So so Vox is basically saying that before this period, everyone was a savage. That's yes. racist, Vox. That's Correct. offensive. Thank you. <laughs> Beethoven's time, new social etiquette extended into the concert hall. Today, some aspects of classical culture are still about policing who's in and who's out. When you walk into a standard concert hall, there's an established set of conventions and etiquette. Don't cough, don't cheer, dress appropriately. Uh, who, uh, who could forget notable white uh, celloist Yo-Yo Ma, the <laughs> whitest man I've ever seen? <laughs> I mean, everybody in China under the age of eight is a fucking violinist, are they not? Or is TV oh, lied to me? <laughs> speaking of violinists, right, there's that... Aryan superstar Yitzhak Perlman. <laughs> I, I like the fact that uh, dress appropriately is now a symbol of white supremacy. Were you aware of that? Maybe they should have been letting um, you know urban types into the Beethoven Music Hall in the mid 18th century wearing hoodies and chains. You know what I mean? Maybe very loose-fitting, baggy you, jeans. You and me are going to have to sit there one day, Boogie, and make an entire list of all the things that are white. So, so far we've got um, a dress yes. uh, code. That's racist. Uh, planning ahead was racist. Mm, yes. um, uh, ho- hope for the future was racist. Correct. And I'm running out of things to not be racist. There's a lot of stuff. German I, piano music. Racist, yes, of course. Uh, that can feel as much about demonstrating belonging as appreciating the music. For classical music critic James Bennett II, <laughs> oh, yeah. Beethoven's yeah. popularity and centrality in classical culture is part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Beethoven being popular is part of the problem of oppression in the mid-18th century. Listen to this. As you perpetuate the idea that the giants of the music all look the same, it conveys to the other that there is not a stake in that music for them. I'm sorry, is this guy trying to get African-Americans in 2020 involved in classical music in the mid-18th century? I mean... Well, he's, he's, he's crowdfunding a time machine. And I mean, what he's going to do, <laughs> he's going to send these people back in time. I mean, that, that ship has kind of sailed, hasn't it? Like, we no, you late? can't use that, that either, because that's also a racist terminology, oh, ships and sailing. Yes, true, imperial scum. Uh, what they fail to explore is how Beethoven's Fifth served for millions as a symbol of freedom in the war against Nazism. At last, one of the co-authors, Nate Sloan and Charlie Harding, appear to be white male. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't do this anymore. Oh, my God. I, Yep. Beethoven's Fifth is a symbol of exclusion and elitism, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Um, what else have we got here? Let's get rid of some of these. 
Um, yes, we did Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, apparently, this is a quote about Ruth Bader Ginsburg from Kyle Griffin. Just days before her death, as her strength waned, Ginsburg dictated this statement to her granddaughter, Clara Spira. Quote, My most fervent wish is that I will not be replaced until a new president is installed. Oh, well. You can always how, get what you want. How convenient. <laughs> ben K. Veritas <laughs> with the Diamond Service announcement, RBG died again. Okay, thank you for that. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go. You're right, though. She was quite the fighter, but I'd expect nothing less from an eight-time underground bare-knuckle boxing champion. <laughs> like, she was very big in the piker circles around Northern Ireland, I think. Uh, was she ever married? Did she ever have a husband? Yeah, I think she was married, wasn't she? Ruth Did Bader the- Ginsburg. Yeah, back in the 1800s, she uh, took on a husband. (laughs) Yeah, she met him at a Beethoven symphony. (laughs) (laughs) Did the help around the house call him Master Bader Ginsburg? (laughs) No, they they never spoke out of turn, Pessy. They had more, the the help had more respect back in those days. Also, there was a dress code. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) A very oppressive dress code. Now... Uh, UK Neil sent this through. Apparently, live streamer defecates on Nancy Pelosi's driveway and gets erased. Are we really gonna? Are we really? You really want me to watch somebody defecating on somebody's? All right. You mean Nancy no, Pelosi? You know you want to do it. Okay. No. Let's have a look. Let's... Nancy, yes, good point, Pepsi. Nancy Pelosi. Yep. I don't see what the problem is. As far as I understand, this is every street in San Francisco. So, I think he was just doing what the Romans do while in Rome. Ah. Fitting in. Uh. Yeah, take that shit. (laughs) Where are you taking it? (laughs) To this driveway. (laughs) Oh, no, don't zoom. Oh, oh, fuck. At least, hey, at least has the, at least this person has the courtesy to wipe. You've got to wipe. You get that San Francisco heat on the back passage there. You'll be itching (laughs) all day. What does he do with Uh. it? Okay. How do you wipe standing up, though? That you is a, a challenge. That is you let it dry and then chisel it off like you're Michelangelo greeting the statue of David. Hey everybody, I just took a shit on Nancy Pelosi's driveway. What? <laughs> All right. uh, absolute Chad. I don't care what anybody says. He had to announce it to the world. So well, what else do you do after that? That's like a special needs child, isn't it? Who, you know, uses potty. Mom, mommy, mommy, come look. Look at my poopy. Everybody, I've done a poopy on the driveway. Why phone that bitch? Yo, like, I just took a big shit on Nancy Pelosi's driveway. Ilsa Jade with the diamond. Public defecation area. Please curb your dog. <laughs> Thank you for the time. Hey, everybody, I just took a shit on Nancy Pelosi's driveway. Why fuck that bitch? <laughs> he said, is it just me or does he sound like Cheech Marin in that moment? It sounds like... Fuck that like bitch, George, y'all. Sounds like George Lopez. <laughs> Wait, why fuck that bitch? The, the virgin public restroom user versus the Chad driveway dumper. The driveway shit up. Can you just play it one more time? Sure. <laughs> All my friends. All my friends. Now the low rider. The low Hey, everybody, rider. I just took a shit on Nancy Pelosi's driveway. Why fuck that bitch? <laughs> I need to edit that into the opening of the George Lopez show. I need to edit that. <laughs> I'll send you the link. I'll send you the link. <laughs> 
Yeah, Look it up, it's on YouTube. I just shit on Nancy Pelosi's driveway. America! Hell yeah! Fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have to say, before I watched this, like, I was going to say, like, um, I don't care. I don't condone, like, fucking shitting on people's driveway. Like, that's a savage act. Like, that's a filthy act. You know what I mean? That's something a filthy animal would do. So I, I was going to use some oppressive language there, but well, I'm I was, careful with that. <laughs> I was all prepared to come into this video because I didn't pre watch it and say, you know what? You guys are fucking cheering on this guy. Fuck this guy. He's a filthy, disgusting animal. I don't care who it is. I don't care the political messaging behind it. But when this came out of his mouth, my whole outlook has changed. I now support this man 100%. America! Hell yeah! Fuck Pelosi! I just shit on the lawn! <laughs> America! Hell yeah! <laughs> Apparently, this is part of America. Shitting on people's jobs. Have you not heard? Yeah, this is my why God, I love it. Right. You guys, you guys have the crocodiles. We have the, <laughs> the, the street shooters. shooters. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're appropriating the Indian culture, you see. <laughs> Look me up, these nuts.com. What? These nuts I come? Is that his name? No, he just said these nuts.com. These nuts.com. <laughs> 12 seconds later. He's wearing a mask, though. That's good. I'm just asking, what have I done? Okay, you're, I'm investigating right now a crime, so put sure. your phone down. A crime? It's a crime to shit on somebody's driveway, is it? Uh, sir, can you turn around? We're going to check your butt and see if it's poopy. Yeah. Like they do, like they're testing <laughs> cocaine, you know, he just dog. puts his little finger into the butthole and then puts it on the tip of his tongue. Yeah, that's fresh. <laughs> Take off your backpack. Don't reach for nothing. I'm not. Turn it up. Put your hands behind your back. Good. I know what I'm being suspected of committing. For defecating on a public official's property. Oh, a public official's property. Oh, it's different, oh, is it? Oh, okay. Hold on. Yeah. When when a homeless man does it in front of your business, mm. that's okay. That's, that's fine. different. That's fine. Uh, but if you defecate on one of your on one of your ruler's property, then if, we're yeah, going to have to Yeah, one of the untouchables, you. you know. Exactly. Fantastic stuff. So, yeah, I was fully prepared to not support that guy, but now I have to. Now I absolutely He should have shit on the sidewalk. Then he wouldn't, it, it was public property. He wouldn't have gotten in trouble. Sure, right. The sidewalk in the outside of her house. Absolutely. Um, I'll tell you what, because we're at the top of the hour. Uh, you guys can stick around if you want. I'm, I'm just going to play the quick uh, commercial break, and then we'll come right back with more oh, daily yeah. Yeah. yeah, stick around. Uh, and we've got a couple more spots in the Discord, too. So, if you want to jump in, then by all means, please do. But we'll be back in about five minutes here on this Friday night, chill stream, boys, 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 free for all edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. Thanks for joining us. Do you suffer from mass hysteria, not knowing whether to wear a mask or not? Do you suffer from caranoia, constantly in fear of Karens? Do you suffer from anti-laughism, the inability to laugh and smile no matter what happens to you? Well... It's Char Worthington here with Char Money Live, where you can have a chahootenanny of a good time. We have everything from current events to a chasorcin of a Karen, where these chicans just be going chuck crazy It's off the hinge. 
got Karens going crazy over french fries. We even have Karens that think they have the force. It's insane over here at Chamele Live. So I appreciate you. Come on down. We got the phone lines. They're always open. We'd love to have you. Side effects may include dizziness, lack of oxygen due to hysterical laughing, and inability to shield off cameras to come within six feet of your vicinity, expansion of the mind due to the overload of factual information, not fake news, confidence of the lack of bullshit in your life, and the inability to become based. For instant help with any of these symptoms, please contact the trauma and outline immediately or seek your closest woke friend and may be able to calm you during your time transition from sleep to awake. on the evidence provided by witnesses and documents, I, I think you relied a lot on media. I'd like to know how many times you cited the Washington Post in your report. How many times I what? Cited the Washington Post. <laughs> how many times I what? Mr. Mueller, I'd like to know how many times you cited the Washington Post in your report. Sorry, would I like some toast? No, no, no. How many times did you cite the Washington Post? I'm sorry, at the party, am I a good host? I'm a very good host. No, no, Mr. Muller. How many times, yes, did you cite, yes, yes, the Washington Post? The Washington Host. I, well, I don't know the Washington Host, but I've heard good things about him. There's always lots of hors d'oeuvres. You know, I, I, I remember back when I was a younger man, Younger man, we would host we would host many soirees. Of course, back then. Of course, back then, uh, I was I was quite debonair. I was a big big fan with the ladies. The ladies very much enjoyed my company, and uh, myself and the Washington host would get around town, make make tremendous friends. And then, of course, I would always be up at the crack of dawn the next day to get the daily news, because as you know, in those days, they didn't bring the newspaper to your front door. You would have to go down to go down the road and get it yourself. And I would always make sure that I had a sixpence in my pocket to ride the trolley. <laughs> no, Mr. Mullen, how many times did you cite the Washington Post? Oh, the Washington Post, yes. Well, it was a tremendous paper. I remember back in the early days, you could purchase the Washington Post, a cup of coffee, and ride the trolley, all for around four cents. Those were it was a tremendous time to be alive. Post in your report. I, don't have, I, I do not have knowledge of that yeah. figure, but I, I well, that's I, it. I don't have knowledge of that figure. I counted about sixty times. How many times did you cite the New York Times? I counted. Yeah, I have no idea. I counted about. I, I have no idea because I didn't write the fucking thing. Subscribe to the Daily Boogie podcast. It's what Granddad would want. Justin, the global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. 
Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. More I don't this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. You gotta get back up and shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. Coming back. Second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Just again, a quick reminder, if you'd like to become a full-time supporter, patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Uh, subscribe, please, please, please subscribe to the podcast on uh, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you wherever you get your podcast good shit from, ask them for the good shit. And the good shit is the Daily Boogie. So please subscribe to the podcast. Leave a rating, even a bad one. I don't give a fuck, <coughs> but it just helps out. And also, follow me on Twitter, at Bumper. If you'd like to leave a tip during tonight's proceedings, like so many of you have so generously already, then the preferred method is, of course, dlive.tv slash Bumper. Get some of those sweet little soury lemons and leave those succulent little suckers in my fruit bowl. Or you can head to streamlabs.com slash Bumper. This is the Friday night. Um, I had no prep. <laughs> so let's make a show out of fucking thin air edition of the Daily Boogie. Thank you so much for joining us. And we've got another friend, another friendo who's joined us in the Discord open line. Uh, he contributes a lot of stuff to the show. He sends a lot of articles through and a lot of clips through for us to go over. And we've actually got one for the last thing I'm going to cover tonight. One of the things that this particular gentleman has sent us. Uh, Jim Enward. How you going? How's it going? How's it going, hey. mate? Hey, Gump. Uh, Ilsa Jane with the diamond, new intermission, what fun. Yeah, thank you. That's an old school one. That was like the old, when we covered the uh, Robert Mueller stuff, that was one of um, the episodes where everybody's like, that was one of the funniest ones. So I thought I'd grab that because I had a couple of minutes spare um, in the ad break. So I thought, well, we'll chuck it in. But Jim Enward, thank you for joining us. How are you, sir? Good evening, boogers. It's an absolute I'm doing point. fantastic. You're doing fantastic? It's good to see you. Now- Doing the happy crab dance. Ah, because of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, happy crab. Is that is that where you get on all fours but backwards with your vagina facing the roof? Is that the happy crab, if I'm not mistaken? <laughs> yes. That, that, yes, right. my vagina is perpetually facing the roof these days. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> now, uh, Jim Enward, now we need a little bit of background here. Over the last couple of weeks, a couple of weeks ago, I got, was it a couple of weeks ago? Maybe a week ago. I got um, a new piece of hardware for my PC. Now, I have a pretty good PC, right? But I had a video card. I don't want to get too fucking tech nerdy here. I had a video card that was designed for workstations, right? So for like um, 3D work and shit like that. So it was fantastic, but you couldn't play any games on my computer. But the the rest of the PC was like a fucking beast, but the video card wasn't. So I went and got myself a video card and now I can play Rust. And so the first time I'm playing Rust with a couple of friends in Gaytown, which is the server run by everybody's favorite lover of French women, Mersh, ladies and gentlemen, TP, uh, 10 p.m. Nightwave Radio, dlive.tv slash Nightwave. Um, I was playing Rust and the first time I'm in there, I start getting these weird messages from people in the game. And one of them's from Foggy, who's a fellow Aussie bro who lives in Canada. And Foggy's like, hey, Jim N-Word says you're a massive fucking pussy. And I'm like, what? 
I'm, I'm looking at these messages come up. Hey, hey, Boogie, Jim Edwards says you're scared of him. And I'm like, really? Why would Jim, why would Jim be saying such horrible things to me? I've only ever been nice to Jim. And then I log off and I look in my Discord and Jim's like, hey, man, only joking. I just wanted to talk to you. And I'm like, of course, that's what somebody would say when they're trying to intimidate you. Hey, I just want to have a little talk. I just want to have a little chat. So, Jim, we, we're finally now speaking. Is there anything you would like to tell me? <laughs> Did this happen to be on a Sunday? Uh, I can't remember. I, yeah, because there was once I was on the Sunday night shit show and you weren't there. And you were very upset. It was probably on a Sunday. Right. It was probably on a Sunday. Right. <laughs> so, Jim Edwards. I like to get a little loose with the boys. <laughs> a little loose with the boys, 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 boys. So thank you for joining us, Jim Edward. Um, Let's cover this. I, now we've got the three boys. We've got Jim Edward, Joy of Pessy, and Major Tom. Somebody, uh, Gypsy, alerted me to this just like during the commercial break. And she said, have you seen this? I have not seen this. I don't know what it is. Um, I have no idea what I'm about to click on, so let me pull it up on the big screen for you. There we go. I have no idea what this is. I have no idea what we're about to see. I don't know if any of you guys know what this is. Have you seen this yet? Uh, not by that caption. I don't know what the fuck I'm about to watch. What is that caption? Well, the the guy and the girl, it's a little bit difficult to tell, but if you look very carefully, the guy and the girl are wearing tubes. Oh, this is, I, I saw this. I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> We get to some close-ups. It's amazing. They're wearing oh, no. they're wearing tubes over their shoulders, which covers. If you're listening to the podcast, you can't see. They're basically wearing like what you would imagine to be like huge sewage perspex clear sewage pipes, like that size. Oh, I see it. And they're slid in there, you're like they're stuck like halfway. So let's have a look here. Oh. <laughs> you know what? Now we can make fun of this, but I don't know about you guys. I think sex in this situation would be fucking hot, don't you? Like banging. Oh yeah, just the sound of plastic hitting plastic. Banging Fuck, yeah. tubes together. <laughs> oh yeah, baby. Hey, baby let's let's see what you get. It's very, it's very hard to get a facial though, isn't it? It's, you, it's very hard to get a facial. You would kind of have to position her like you'd have to, you'd have to nut into the tube. So it's, you know, if you get it wrong, it's like, oh no, we have to call the carpet cleaners now. So it's very difficult. No, she wouldn't have, to, she wouldn't have to take a shower after. She could just take the tube off. Take the tube off. You think? We could fill her up on a good night. You know who would be, you know who would buy this tube? Look at this guy. <laughs> he's just amazing. That is you know a very happy man. That is the face. That is the face of she likes to piss and shit on the tube. <laughs> In the tube. I'm totally doing this on my own free will, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. If it's only like, you know how bad things really were. <laughs> I guarantee if you go on 4chan right now, if you dig through the RGB post, I got to jump on there real quick because I'm sure it's lit. But that <laughs> there is a caption for this image on there. I have no doubt. It's like a mobile It's like a mobile Cleveland steamer kit, isn't it? Like you can just take it anywhere. You can have it wherever you want. Dude, what if, hold on, what if you, what if your pants, what, okay, what if your outfit is like very tight and tucked in and you fart? And oh. a fart finds its way out of your shirt collar. Are you stuck with it? <laughs> it would just like, like that little bit of fog on the inside of the <laughs> tube. Everybody would know. Like, there's no more silent but deadly in that situation. Oh, my fucking God. 
people are taking photos of them on the street. Yeah, just look like morons. <laughs> I give it the Times Square performance art nonsense thing. Like <laughs> <laughs> the art This is fantastic. It's a. Uh, it's actually that. They're promoting uh they're promoting a musical about uh about fetishes and kinky sex. I'm a gerbil, a small gerbil. Don't, I, I, what would make it perfect for me if if he had a little sticker at the bottom of the tube that said "Do not tap the glass." That's what I. <laughs> Uh, this alarm goes off. It's time for lunch. She throws a live mouse into the <laughs> They're so proud of themselves, aren't they? God. That, that, <laughs> that face is just perfect. <laughs> He's like, put a bullet in me. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I want off this ride. Best is that that's his face the whole video. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> Fantastic stuff there. Oh, thank you for Gypsy, uh, to Gypsy for sharing us that. Um, here we go. Here's one from Fascist Hippie. Daniel Andrews, who's the Premier of the great state of Victoria, or as we... Oh, my God, look, they've got the Perspex. Oh, fuck. Look at this. Look in the picture here. They've got the screens up in Parliament now. So this is like the Victorian. So the state of Victoria, which is the state of the South to, to mine, uh, we call it the People's Democratic Republic of Victoria because it's a very, very progressive state. Um, I come from a quite conservative state, but putting that to one side, but then I live in a very liberal city in Sydney, so it's kind of, yeah, whatever. Um, so, so, look, they've got the, the glass screens up around them. The politicians have them around them. This is getting out of hand. So if you're not aware, um, Daniel Andrews, who's the Premier of the People's Democratic Republic of Victoria, if you haven't been watching the show... They have like the, I'm not even joking here. They have the literal fucking military guys walking around the streets of Melbourne, patrolling people um, if they're breaking like curfew. Um, you're allowed two hours of exercise time per day. Basically, the whole state is under house arrest and the military is enforcing it. And it's again, not even house arrest. It's just the whole state is a prison. Right, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Two, we have two hours a yard time, boys. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Australia's returning to its roots as a prison colony. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so he's under a lot of fire, a lot of pressure, and we've been hammering him on this show. So let's see what this is. So this is a little two-minute news clip that Fascist Hippie has sent through. Let's have a look. Temperature tests awaited politicians at Parliament. Oh, how inconvenient. But the real heat came in question time. Right. And you continue to lie to the Parliament and the people of Victoria. Uh, uh, the opposition leader seized I'll on the government's... You, glass. <laughs> well, at least nobody will get shot here. Like, what? people are walking around with permanent sneeze guards now. It's insane. Recent bungles. That I will move that the Premier and the other ministers of state for the state of Victoria no longer... Look at this ridiculous overkill. They're, they're more than six feet apart anyway. But see, this is the problem when you get politicians together in a room, you get bureaucrats together in a room, they're like, how can we make a good example? You know, how can we prove to people that we're on the same team here, that we're, we're, we're in it with them? I know, let's spend, you know, probably $10,000 erecting these fucking Perspex screens and putting them everywhere, even though we know that by our own guidelines, we don't need them. Like, it's just for appearances. Like, shit like this drives me fucking nuts. I possess the confidence of this house. 
Given Labor's majority, the no-confidence motion is not a serious threat. Of course but it. this might be. And to provide for new temporary modifications to the law of Victoria. Victoria's what? strict lockdown enforcement has already made international headlines. Yes, it has. Well, you can show me your search warrant before you go through my house. Now, a new law would give police the power to preemptively detain anyone with COVID or their close contacts, even if they haven't broken the law. Wait, wait. Preemptively? Yep. <laughs> so yeah, no test just an assumption. It's... Preemptively arresting them before they've broken the law. So, so does the this is Victoria? Yeah. So does the government in Victoria just have like a kiddie pool with like three kids in spandex yeah, hooked up to a bunch of wires predicting literally like the Minority Report now? <laughs> yeah. This is pre-crime. <laughs> Somewhere in Victorian Parliament, Tom Cruise is chasing his eyeballs around. <laughs> <laughs> around six months ago, on this very show, guys. I covered a story from the UK, right? And this is a bit of, it'll never happen here, you know, come on down, right? Um, we covered a story in the UK where the UK police were, they, a lot of this stuff, they, they, they signal that they're going to move in these directions when they make like little statements, you see little press conferences and little press releases. If you know what to keep track of, you know where things are headed, right? So it was like a spokesman for the Met police in the UK. And they said, look, we're searching for, we're arguing for powers to preemptively prevent, but they don't say it the way we say it, like normal people. They say shit like preemptively protect people from coronavirus spread. <laughs> and that would mean uh, removing people from their um, residences if they are deemed to be at risk of contracting or passing on the virus. It will say shit like that. And I'm like, if you put that in regular language, that means that if you are suspected of having the virus, even if you don't have it, they can arrest you now, right? That's that's the that's the reality of the minced words that they use. And of course, people are like, it'll never happen here. It'll never happen here. And now here we are. So the police in Victoria are looking for changes to the rules so they can preemptively arrest people who are suspected of having coronavirus. Even They even say in the report, even if they haven't broken the law. So we're just arresting innocent people now, and we're openly admitting it. Is You're it gonna see cops like dragging people into cop cars, and the people are like, "I was, I have allergies, I have allergies." <laughs> it's you've you've literally eliminated due process yes. over a disease that kills less than one percent of your population. Correct. That's when, when all they it needed. That was it. It didn't need a war or you know a nope. terrorist action. Nope. <laughs> Somebody sneezed. Quick! When did they when did they start scooping up doctors and nurses and put them in uh, putting them in work barracks? Yeah, that's a good point because they are exposed to it more than anyone else. So preemptively, you could actually make the assumption that all of the doctors and nurses now uh, are in fact infected and they need to go somewhere else. Yeah, well, they're the most dangerous people amongst us. But <clears throat> I've been like I've been saying on the show for a few weeks now. We used to have common law, uh, but now there's a thing that sits above common law. It's called public health guidelines. And, you know, like, forget about this idea of due process. Forget about this idea of uh, innocent until proven guilty. Now you can just be arrested and they will openly admit, you can say, what are you arresting me for? And it's like, because we think you might have coronavirus. And that's enough to drag you off the street and throw you in fucking jail. And I was saying this shit to people, guys, like, because there's so many people in this country, as I'm sure there is in Canada and the uh, United States and in the UK as well, 
there are so many people who are down with this, who want this shit, but they they wanted it back at the start of the process six months ago. Remember when it was just like, I'll uh, follow the rules for two weeks and then we'll all go back to normal. Remember that? And, you yeah. know, the few of us were saying, no, 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 no. It's not follow the re- the rules for two weeks and go back to normal. This This won't end here. It's not going to end in two weeks. And once you give that little bit of power, then they'll take a little bit more. They'll take a little bit more. The slippery slope is not a fallacy when you can see it happening. <laughs> like, if you can see the progression going downward, it's not a fucking fallacy to yeah, say. Yeah, when they're greasing up the slip and slide, it's kind of a little late to call it a fallacy. <laughs> exactly. So you can't then... You know, so I was saying to people, no, no, this is a dangerous precedent. You can't allow this. And they're like, yeah, it's fine. They're protecting us. They're ke- Thank you for keeping me safe, Mr. Government. Like, we need to follow the doctor's rules. And now here we are, where you can be arrested for literally breaking no law. <laughs> like, the, And that's the, they want to change the law to make it legal to arrest people who have not committed a crime. <laughs> but by this logic, though, they could basically round up every single sex worker in Australia and be like, yeah, you might get the herpy one day, though. They can arrest anybody for anything now. Because anybody can be suspected of having coronavirus. Because what have we been told about coronavirus? Oh, you can be asymptomatic. So you don't even have to have a cough. You don't have to sneeze. You could just be an average person walking down the street. And they'll be like, oh, look, he's one of those asymptomatic super spreaders. Throw him in prison. (laughs) It's fucking... You don't... Like, I know Major Toms and myself are kind of like in a similar vein here. We've been talking, we've probably been talking about like on our own shows and before we even did podcasts that we would eventually get to this kind of a place, right? Where everything turns to shit. But even though we suspected we knew it would get here, now that we're here, you don't want to be here. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make it easier to take now just because you knew it would happen. (laughs) So, Jesus Christ, man. It's like that end scene of The Graduate when he gets on that bus and their smiles just fade away. (laughs) Yay, we were right. Oh, shit, we were right. (laughs) (laughs) No. Oh, no, I don't want to be right. It's one of those totosos that don't feel very good, does it? Yeah, and it doesn't, man. (laughs) It's It's the sad, um, the Hulk TV series walking away and waving backwards. (laughs) ...with COVID or their close contacts. Even if they have... Or their close contacts. Oh, good. Yeah, so... So if you were in contact someone, you don't even know. Yeah. Then you just brushed them by, like, uh, a Walmart... (laughs) <laughs> and they were like, hey, were you at a Walmart on such and such a day? And you were like, yeah, I just bought some, you know, some uh, a, a six pack and like a bag of chips. Well, uh, we have determined <laughs> that you were within six feet of this person who may or may not have COVID. So we're going to have to take you in too. Wow. Why are you arresting me? Because you're that guy's brother. <laughs> what did that guy do? Nothing. What did I do? Nothing. But you are his brother. So you are a close contact of somebody we arrested. What'd you arrest him for? Nothing. Right. This is easy. Literally nothing. Uh, Excuse me, sir. Uh, did you make eye contact with this man on the freeway the other day? <laughs> uh, yeah, I did. Marcus Flembrate in the chat. Let's just give government overreach a chance, guys. We won't know what will happen until we try. <laughs> haven't broken the law. All that's required is that the officer thinks they might breach restrictions in the future. Wow. <laughs> Oh, well, sorry, Boogie. Good run. Yeah, thanks. So long, everyone. I guess that's it. 
<laughs> Let's just put all the suspected COVID cases in with the real COVID cases. That'll definitely stop the spread. I believe I made this point the first time you played this on your show or something similar to it. It would be a lot better if we could just concentrate all these people together, like in an area. Yeah. Some kind of like camp structure where they could be away from everybody else. <laughs> People who provide summer camp, (laughs) we'll call it summer camp, summer re-education camp. Give it a nice, friendly name. Uh, We'll call it a protection camp. How about that? That's even better. Where people can be concentrated. Yes, we will protect you from you know the outside world. So, (laughs) so if you can be arrested for under suspicion that you may breach lockdown at some point in the future, they can now lock you up for that. I imagine indefinitely. Because we don't know how long the lockdown laws are going to go for, do we? We know at least until next year because the government's already extended payments until March 2021. They've already said March 2021 on the books. Okay, we're paying people to stay home still. So it's going to last at least till then. This is fucking terrifying. They basically basically created a real-life law out of that movie trope where the guy goes, I'm going to get you. I'm not going to, you're not going to know when, mm-hmm. you're not going to know why, but I'm going to get you. Yep. Jesus. Yep. And, you know, it'll never happen here, right? <laughs> I also believe that they're debuting a new symbol for the police. It's going to be like a fan shape to blow the virus away. <laughs> oh, the pinwheel of friendship. It's like an armband. Pinwheel of so you'll friendship. know it's the police. It's a fan of peace. <laughs> the pinwheel of friendship and joy. We're a long way from Smens, I'll tell you that. These changes could make police both judge and jailer. What's more, the health department could empower non-police like PSOs or what? worksafe inspectors what? to you don't preemptively even have to be a police. <laughs> what we're What's we're next? now we're now we're deputizing people now? <laughs> now the worksafe people, right? They're people who like, you know, wear hard hats and yellow vests who go into job sites to see, you know, to make sure oh, the tool, there's no electrical tools laying around on the floor. You know, you're not breaching, like, food safety guidelines and shit like that. Surely not. What, they're going to be allowed to arrest people now? What's more, the health department could empower non-police, like PSOs or worksafe inspectors, to preemptively detain citizens too. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> It was a nice. Can you imagine? It's a Gestapo. Can you imagine, it's a Gestapo. Can you imagine, <laughs> imagine walking into like a deli to get some stuff for lunch, and there's like some sort of like health inspector guy just like checking out the place that day, and then he just goes, "Yeah, okay, so that seems clear." And he looks at you and goes, uh, it's a, "Excuse me for one moment, sir. Sir, you're under arrest." <laughs> Well, he would go into the deli and if there's a line of four or five people, just arrest the four or five people. And then like now he's at the head of the queue. It's like, yeah, I'll have a Cuban. Thank you very much. Uh, Extra pickle. Thank you so much. Who knows? Sorry, say again. It's on the house. It's on the house. house. Thank you for clearing out my customer base. Citizens too. Who knows? They can appoint security guards. They had running hotel quarantine. There's no limit on detention time. No legislated oversight. And no limit on detention. Indefinite detention. Under the suspicion that you may go outside at some point. So they openly admit. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say. So, like, here's a little boil down for you. Because it doesn't, it doesn't seem real unless you put it all in place. 
they openly admit that they are going to get non-police officers to arrest citizens that haven't broken any law, who have committed so no crime. kind of like a secret police that you don't know about. Mm, the COVID hunter. <laughs> so, oh, it's it's an wait an Australian secret police. So it's the Gay Stapo. The Gay Stapo. The Gay Stapo. Gay Stapo. Get the Stapo. <laughs> so non-police officers are openly they're openly admitting non-police officers are going to have the power to arrest private citizens who haven't broken any law purely on the suspicion that they may breach lockdown at some point in the future they can hold them indefinitely without charge and there is no um bureaucratic or government there is no government oversight to this process so that means in other words that means no right to appeal and notice it's not it's, it's not even a crime no it's it's literally something you can't control you can't control if you're going to get it so well and you can't you know i i assumed that you couldn't arrest someone for something they haven't done you can't arrest someone for something that they haven't done yet right you know, like if, um, you know, if I'm walking down the street and I punch a guy in the face, if you can't arrest me before I punch a guy in the face, well, you <laughs> can if you're a time cop. This is fucking. Mm. And the problem is, this guy is such a media darling down there. These hack journalists will say, "This is great because we got to protect people." <laughs> you know, you can't have these anti-Semitic conspiracy theorists saying that they're not going to go to lockdown. <laughs> you can't have that. We should put them away. We should arrest them. I'm no legislated oversight and no clear avenue for appeal. No appeal. Liberty Victoria says there's little, if any, evidence has been put forward which justifies these powers. Well, they don't. So apparently, they don't need evidence. They don't even need. You don't even need to commit a crime, and they can arrest you. So fuck evidence. Certainly, our case numbers don't. Victoria recorded 28 today. <laughs> 28 people got coronavirus, guys. Oh wow. Holy shit, shut down the country. Outbreak. That's what we're doing this for. A country of, of tens of millions, you're telling me? About 20, 28 people? 26 million people, about 7.5 million people in this state of Victoria. So so 28 people 28. get corona, and your government Ring the bell instates and get your cheese, man. a fucking reverse purge where everyone has authority. Correct. They literally reinvent the KGB. Yep. Yep, the Stasi. Are now patrolling Melbourne along with the military, and oh, oh yes, that's always good. Yeah, don't it's forget the military. The military's still out there walking around in Melbourne. Don't forget that. Jesus Christ! And for what? Because twenty-eight people got sick. I don't think the military can do quite as good of a job as the safety officers could. Yep. Uh, I mean, We're the fucking Stasi, mate. <laughs> I mean, it's it, there comes a point where you know you can say to somebody. Because people will accuse you of being a conspiracy theorist if you say that there's some kind of problem with this. That's how twisted our moral compass has become in the West, where you can, like you're no longer a conspiracy theorist for pointing out that there may be some kind of potential hazard with uh, empowering non-police officers to arrest private citizens on for no reason. Like you know what I mean? Like it's that's not a conspiracy to say that hey, yeah, I don't know if I agree with this or not. I don't think that this is a good idea. Shut up! What do you want? Old people to die? Do you do you want people to die from coronavirus? You disgusting person! 
horrifying set of circumstances. The lowest in nearly three months, <laughs> but the key 14-day average is now well. And here's the other thing too, right? I don't get into like, it's a scam, it's a hoax, because I don't think that it is a scam, it's a hoax, but it doesn't need to be a hoax in order for politicians and people with agendas to make the most out of a situation, right? Like, it doesn't have to be fake for that to happen. So, you know, where people used to say it was a conspiracy, if you said that politicians and the authorities are going to use coronavirus in order to completely overstep their bounds and essentially become like a tyrannical entity, a month ago they would say that's conspiracy theory. And now here we are and the same people will continue to refuse to believe it, even though now they're openly admitting that uh, ordinary citizens who have broken no law can be arrested for no reason. Like, what do you say at this point? What are you supposed to do? Like, people that, like, fucking have these fantasies that they're going to convince the world, they're going to wake everybody up. Everybody's going to wake up and see the light and the world is changing. People have woken up, right? It's a fucking fantasy because over half of the population would sit back and clap at the idea of people being arrested because they may go outside in the future and with no evidence. People think that's a fucking great idea. What do we do? What do you do? I'm asking, what do you do at this point? Help me well, yes, again. Uh, the answer is get arrested for having subversive views about <laughs> what the government is doing to keep you safe. That's what you do. <clears throat> get yourself locked up. Yep. Uh, Lady of Diamonds, Gypsy with the diamond. Thank you for the diamond. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Who did you steal the diamond from, Gypsy? Thank you for joining us. Well, below 50. The modelling Daniel Andrews used said Metropolitan Melbourne's new case average should have been around 64 by now. But despite the fact that we've already fallen below that threshold to ease restrictions, Daniel Andrews is refusing to ease restrictions. <laughs> so <clears throat> he's now breaching his own rules. So what that means is like they said, look, if we get less than 64 cases a day, we will no longer lock everybody down. He said this like, you know, three weeks ago. And now they are getting what? What was it? Eight people? 28 people? Something 28. Like 28. So now they're well below. They're 60% below the benchmark that he himself set. And they're like, okay, so now we're so far below the benchmark. Can we go outside again? Nah. <laughs> nah, I don't think so. Well, you, Sorry, you bro. You tell me a... You mean to tell me a politician made a promise and didn't keep it? I know. <laughs> I know. What, what are the odds, huh? Oh, fascist hippie. Thank you for sending that through. That's very depressing. Uh, we're going to have to keep track of that. Uh, we've got one more here from Ilsa Jane. Let me just refresh to make sure I'm not missing any. I love, by the way, there's not much I like about Twitter, but I do love the black background in Twitter that you can get through the settings. Absolutely love it. All right. That's uh, racist. It is racist. Where the term oh, this is old, this one. Um, we'll go through it anyway, because I don't think we spoke about it at the time, because I believe it or not, I have no fucking idea who Nick Cannon is. <laughs> what is he, some kind of rapper? <laughs> he was Mariah Carey's husband. That's pretty much it. Was he? Yeah, but she's had a few husbands, so that's not an exclusive party to be the, in. The most recent. The most recent. Oh, so he saw that withered up you know, dried up, fucking shriveled up piece of meat and thought, you yeah, know, I, I could still have that. I'll still tap that. Ugh. Actually comes from because I'm bringing it all the way back around. Okay. To I mean, she's not in her prime anymore, is she, Mariah? The old Mariah Carey. I know. Look her up. The Minister Farrakhan to where they may not have the compassion 
or the the when they were sent to the mountains of Caucasus when they when they the mountains of Caucasus I like that have the power oh, yeah the, she ain't what she used to be but the I still mountains of Caucasus <laughs> the mountains of Caucasus <laughs> oh, okay yeah there's a whole bunch of bureaucrats up there with clipboards <laughs> wearing Caucasus <laughs> son that was that the sun then started to deteriorate mm -hmm. them so deteriorate so then they're acting out of fear they're acting mm -hmm. out of really low self-esteem low self-esteem i wonder if fear and low self-esteem is what's getting uh normal average citizens arrested on the streets of melbourne acting out of a, a deficiency mm -hmm. uh -huh. so therefore the only way that they can act is evil ah uh, okay cool uh can we go to the panel for a comment <laughs> jim n-word <laughs> Oh, well, you know, white people only act out of evil, I suppose. Yeah. Are you this evil, Jim? I'm very evil. I'm an evil guy. I am evil, uh, Lan Wood. I am evil, Lan Wood. <laughs> uh, you, you, I don't know if you know anything about the, Have you ever watched the Chappelle show back in the day? Um, little bits and like pieces. Chappelle, when he was talking to, talking to his agent about losing uh, acting parts to Nick Cannon, this is, you know. 15 years ago. Right. Okay. Who the fuck is Nick Cannon? You, who the fuck is Nick Cannon? Exactly. He was like a big star back 15 years ago. He was like a kid star. He's in that, I think he was in that drumline movie and shit. Okay. Yeah, I've never heard of him. He used to be a big Hollywood mucky muck. I guess he still has his own platform. But yeah, he started listening to Louis Farrakhan. And uh, uh, now, uh, since making these comments and whatnot, he's had to apologize to the Jewish community. Ah, uh, right. To the Jewish community. He's tried to start. Yes, he had, he's had to apologize to the Jewish community. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know who he is. I guess the moral of the story is: black man I don't know says thing about white people. I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't, Basically, I don't care. yeah, I don't care. Uh, but thank you for sending that through, Ilsa Jane. Uh, this one comes from Frozen Asian Frozo, ladies and gentlemen, host of the Sunday Night Shit Show with uh, Spent D at 10 p.m., 10:30 thereabouts dlive.tv slash Sunday Night Shit Show. Uh, apparently, we've got some anti-mask protests invading Target. Gentlemen, let's have a look. All right, hit it. Woo! Was it a flash mob? Oh, my God, what is it, like 2007? All right, we're tired. Of we start fucking throwing like sync up to Girl Sent You Hallelujah. Girl <laughs> Sent You Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, and now, oh, my God, it's even better. A group of rule-flouting anti-mask protesters have marched their way through a Target store in Florida, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! Woo! Uh, Florida. the hometown. I'm Florida. Yes, of course you are. Uh, <laughs> calling on Americans to breathe. I can't breathe. Ah, oh, 5Q. When are we voting on the boogie stand flags? Good point, because I completely forgot because work's been really fucking crazy this week and I haven't had time to do other things. So um, I will I will definitely do it on Monday. I will get the... Th I've, I think I figured out a way to do it. So on Monday, I'll show you the flags that uh, people can vote on for the boogie stand flag and the winner will get a boogie stand flag. Um, I was thinking of doing something else. Maybe I will, maybe I won't, but we'll, we'll talk about it on Monday. So Monday, we'll do the flag. All right, I can't breathe. Come on, show me the good stuff here. Where's the good shit? <laughs> Uh, target, target, the epicenter of um, purity and ideological cultural warfare, gentlemen. It's like, we're taking it to the streets. Fuck that. We're taking it to the express lane. 
in Target. Ten items or less, Lane, you mean? <laughs> Ten items or less? What did I say? Eight items or less. <clears throat> Here it's eight. Yeah. Um, here's the thing, though. You may as well protest in a Target store because in all likelihood, it'll probably be burnt down in the next week or two. So make the most of it while it's there. You know what I mean? Very true. Yeah, I mean, you're going to upset if a whole bunch of people. they want that to happen, they shouldn't have painted Target on the side of the building. Correct. <laughs> it's their own damn fault. We It's all about choice. This is a very low energy flash mob. It, it is. There's not even any choreography or anything going on here. I mean, a little bit of boot scooting can take 10 minutes to learn. Make all the difference. Can't you breathe better without an We're not gonna take it. <laughs> it is. Oh my God, they're literally playing it. <laughs> We're not gonna get COVID. <laughs> if they were in Victoria, they would just be arrested <laughs> before they walked into the store. For social media posts, planning to do it. Exactly. Thought crime. Or a suspicion that they might write something on social media saying that they were going to do it. Yeah. I mean, these, these sound like people who were in college 25 years ago. You know, we're not going to take it. And they're so innocent. Like, they don't realize the world has changed so much now that they could be crash tackled and baton strike to the face for what they're doing now in 2020. As long as the titty pops out. Yeah, exactly. It is a very low energy protest. There's a lot of woo girl stuff. I feel like I'm 19 again at a, at a nightclub. You know, when girls start doing shots yeah. at like 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> It's a, it's a it's a smattering of woo girls. Yeah. What are we drinking? Cock sucking like cowboys. Woo! <laughs> this is like some weird it's like the behind the scenes of some weird nineties music video where they're like walking through a mall singing at the camera and like the patrons are like all bothered and annoyed by them. I'm half <laughs> expecting Winnie Cooper to pop up in the shot at some point. <laughs> Wake up. Kids, you've got the dreamer's disease. Oh, don't do that to me. God, I hated I hated that song when it was around, and I hate it even more now. Yeah, they're really blowing some minds. Uh, well done. Well done to those people. Um, all right, let's finish it off with this. <clears throat> That's what I reckon. Uh, have you seen me play this guy on the show before? That's the screenshot. That is a song. Beautiful shot here. Let me full screen. Yeah, this guy rocks. He's fantastic. Uh, this guy should have. Have you seen him before, Pessy? Uh, no. Oh, you're going to love this. So he's an Australian YouTube chef, right? Um, okay. But this, this is the kind of guy who should have his own cooking show. So this is not like an ironic thing. He's not terrible. He, he's actually really good at what he does. But his whole mannerism, he's very Australian. So... Uh, you'll appreciate this. Let's see. Uh, Jim Enward sent this one through. Meat tray lasagna. Let's have a look. What's going on, champions? <laughs> For as long as I can remember, I've seen this disgusting, weird-looking shit on the shelf of the shops and thought to myself, what the <laughs> fuck is that? <laughs> what the fuck is that? Mayonnaise. Sure as shit doesn't look like fucking bechamel sauce to me, and it doesn't look like it belongs anywhere near a fucking lasagna. 
It's like it belongs in a fucking sperm bank. I think food like this is designed to take the piss out of you and tell you that you're not creative in the kitchen. Well, I beg to differ, champions. I think you are. I've fucking seen it. So why fucking you seen it, mate. Ride with me, Iceman double four double three with the diamond. He's cooler than Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, he says fuck a lot more than Gordon Ramsay too, which Gordon Ramsay probably thought was never going to be possible. Into the fucking drain. Well, I tip this jar of weird seminal fluid down it, and we make something more creative. All right, let's go. See you later, champion. See, everyone's a champion. What the hell is wrong with you, Australia? Like, you don't have <laughs> shit like this in Canada. What bechamel a sauce? Jar of, a jar of bechamel like that? Like that doesn't exist here. Everything's in. Yeah. Everything's in jars here. I mean, yeah, they oh. didn't have jar sauce, but bechamel. Ugh. Uh, it looks they gotta, they gotta chip in their bechamel sauce. They don't have the resources to make it in the house. <laughs> it looks like that glue that you used to get, like when you're when you're a kid. You know that pasty, thick, globby uh, yeah. glue. Yeah, yeah, that that shit with you the red put it label. On with a stick. Yes, that's the one exactly. Wait, are Australian babies born in their own little jars? Yes, they come in jars. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> yeah, instead of store, they don't have storks there. They have jars. <laughs> we have we have uh, people who work at supermarkets. They bring the babies. Now that chat shit's down the drain. Let's do something creative. That's why it's called night fill. Uh-huh. See? It says fuck you to jar sauce. Let's turn a meat tray into a lasagna. Tie your hair back. Right. Come on, Bam. have a little bit of decorum in the kitchen. No, no, you got to leave it rock and roll. For those champions out there that might not know what a meat tray is, let me tell you. A meat, a tray, a... A meat tray is something you win at a pub for a raffle. But the, it we depends. do this here in Canada as well. You do? You give away oh, yeah. meat trays? So, But the thing is with the meat tray, right, I don't know what it's like in Canada. In Australia, you have to know which pub you're going into because more often than not, the meat tray raffles are rigged. <laughs> so, like, the, the guy will select who he wants to win the meat tray. So um, the local bar that I used to drink at for a while, it was like the same group of guys. It would just rotate around them. They would always win the meat tray. And it turned out that the guy who was running the raffle was actually just pulling their yeah. ticket out. <laughs> this is why we solved this problem here. I think you could learn something from it. We play bingo for the meat. Ah, bingo for the meat tray. We'll see, we do bingo here, but we give away frozen chooks for the bingo. Frozen chicken for the bingo, meat tray for the raffle. Oh, ticket. I see. Yeah, it's yeah, a different... the meat, meat tray, meat tray is the bingo, and yeah. then the, the raffle is uh, free pints or free pictures. Free? Oh, we would never give away free beer in this country. <laughs> that would be unheard of. People would be shot <laughs> in the street if they gave away free beer. A classic Aussie tradition where you go down to the pub, yep. have a couple of the beers. The fucking pub. A person wanders around, sells you a ticket for a couple of bucks, yep. and you go in the drawer to win a tray of lovely meat. Correct. Usually, the meat tray consists of an assortment of pork, sausages, and beef. Occasionally lamb chops, but not in this one. Now, I realize the pub isn't an accessible thing for everyone at the moment, so you can either go and buy this stuff at the shops or run your own private meat raffle in your lounge room. Look, yeah, did you see it? It's fucking it's rigged. Fucking rigged. Your own <laughs> private meat raffle in the lounge room. There you go. Is Redraw. the the raffle just as much of a tradition as the meat tray? <laughs> the raffle? Yeah, speaking of the raffle, Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Like, before the meat tray, before there was a meat tray, there was a rigged raffle to win the meat tray. Of course. It's like chicken and egg. So he rigs the raffle so his friend wins the meat tray so that he can go to the barbecue and enjoy the meat as well. Correct. Now you're on the trolley. There we go. As usual, let's put up a bit of a fucking shopping list and you can have a gaze at what's in it. Bam. <laughs> All that's in it. Now, of course, you can substitute some of this stuff for mints if you like. Or not. Right, I can fuck off now. Let's get into making it. Right, I said dice these things I up. love everything about this YouTube channel. I love it. There's no pretentiousness with this. Like, 
I, I know I've said it before, but the, I think the thing that turns a lot of people off chefs, and I love, you know, cooking shows. I love cooking. Like, I'm a fucking foodie. Um, a lot of what turns me off certain ones is wh- when they get so, like, wanky about it. Like, they're so, yeah. so pretentious. Like, oh, these delicious Truscott tomatoes I got at the local uh, growers market. You know, they only sell them two weeks out of the year. I had to go down there and say, Julio, give me some of those delicious juicy tomatoes. You know, you can't cut them up too, darling. And, oh, look at the smells. Mm, the gorgeous flavors and colors. But this guy, he's like, all right, stick it in the oven and cook it until it's fucking cooked. <laughs> you know, it, literally. Like uh, all right. everything this guy does is like super accessible to everybody. Exactly. Just cut it up. I don't care how you do it, mate. Just fucking cut it up so it's, you know, kind of small and then chuck it in the pot and then it'll boil and then stop fucking boiling it. <laughs> you know, easy, easy, easy. I put them in a bowl. He's good, now, good with a knife. Now it's time to deal with a meat tray. All right. So we're putting the, the whole meat, meat tray in the lasagna? Doss your meat up. Goddamn right, Boogie. That every single piece of meat is going in the fucking lasagna? Holy shit. Dice that fucking meat. All right, let's have a look at this. You're going to learn how to make a ragu today. (laughs) You want to squeeze the mince out of them into a bowl. If you don't want to use sausage mince, you can use bacon or pancetta. This is a fucking meat tray, so I'm using what's in the tray. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking lovely, isn't it? (laughs) Righto, now for the fun bit. Righto. This over here. Right. This over pot, here. Put it on the thing. Turn the bloody heat on. <laughs> See, get yourself a pot. Put it on the thing. <laughs> of course. Yes, right you don't have a thing in your kitchen. Yeah, everybody. I'm a master on the thing. Bring in a little butter and a little bit of oil. Now I realise we're off to a bit of an unhealthy start here, and this isn't going to be particularly healthy. Good. This is about having a bit of fun. Fuck today, healthy. So let's just fucking calm your farm. <laughs> in with the veg. Give it a stir. See, this is where it gets you wrong. I'd brown the meat first, but. Yeah, I probably would too, and then add the veg after the meat, right? For a few minutes, until it softens a little. Right, once that's cooked off for a few minutes, fang it back in the bowl. Fang it. Now in with your sausage mince. Cook this for a couple of minutes, try and fucking bust it up a bit. Yeah. You know what's great for fucking busting up meat? Fucking whisk. Busting up meat. <laughs> I gotta bust up a good meat. I gotta bust up my mince here. Don't worry too much if it's sticking to the bottom. We'll sort that out in a sec. All right, good. In with your other meat. I do not recommend eating this all the time. It's not that good for you. <laughs> so brown that off for a few minutes. Right, so once you brown that off, back in with the veggies. All right. Stir it through, champion. Bang in a bit of rosemary. Ah, oh, fancy fucking pants here with the rosemary. Oh, lardy da. Would you like some herbs with your meat, your Majesty? Fuck off. Right, and chuck in a good fucking glug of wine. Good. That is a fucking good glug. Oh, you put the glug whole fucking wine. bottle in there. Oh, well, now that's, <laughs> that's an Australian if I've ever seen one. <laughs> two glasses. I like lots. So yeah, I who the lots fuck in. cares, mate? Some more wine in there. <laughs> he put more in there. <laughs> Well, this guy has straight edge tattoos, so it leads me to believe he doesn't drink. Yeah, you could be right. Too. Oh, is that a Christian cross, though, or just like a plus symbol? No, they're X's. Ah, right. Now, okay. the shit stuck to the bottom of your pants. Yeah, why has he got so many X's around? Is that a straight edge thing? It, leads, it? it leads me to believe that he's straight edge. Okay. And now's a good time to try and scrape it off with the booze in there. It's called deglazing. And cook the wine off for a few minutes, probably like three, five. A couple of tins of tomatoes. And two or three tablespoons of tomato paste. Yep. Guess what now? 
yes, this is Nemorphan. This is going to upset some of you again. Milk. Fucking shoot him. <laughs> uh, you don't, yeah, you're not, you're not uh, into the milk and the ragu sauce, eh? No, no. I, I have been known to put like cream in there. Yeah, cream. Yeah, heavy cream. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Yeah, milk yeah. though. Ooh, ooh, okay, all right. Give him a chance. Never know. It's like when a recipe requires yeah. butter and you substitute it for some other oil. No, if it needs butter, you put fucking butter. Yeah. Well, can you substitute butter for margarine? Would you be accepting of that? Is that no, acceptable? No. Italians. No. Everything no, that's wrong. corn. <laughs> it works. Butter is a vegetable. Butter is a vegetable. So asking if you want is is Cool Whip uh, an acceptable uh, substitute for mayo? No. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The milk. If you don't want to put it in there, don't fucking put it in there. Butter. Is your own urine an acceptable substitute for fine Scotch whiskey? No. Yes. It's yeah. <laughs> okay. <That's> good. <laughs> oh. Now, after a few minutes, I'm going to put in some chicken stock. You can use beef stock. You can use veggie stock. You can't use fish stock. I'll say it. Don't use fish stock. So I'm going to tip in a cup. I'm going to tip half of it on the fucking stove because I'm a dickhead. Effectively, what we're making here is a bit of a ragu. We want this meat to tenderize. And it is a ragu. A hours. If you've decided to use chunks of meat and not mince, you're going to need to cook it for a couple of hours, otherwise it'll be tough as fuck and everyone will want you to piss off with your weird lasagna. <laughs> Three hours, four hours, the longer the better. Tough nice as fuck. Tough as fuck. That's what I reckon style. <laughs> Incorrect lid on top. I'm gonna try Incorrect lid on top. So that's key. That's part of the process here. You've got to have the wrong lid. Bust that fucking burner. Let's go to a more chilled out one. Turn the heat right down. Every now and then check on your shit and give it a stir. <laughs> now we'll cook it for ages and... Fuck Very simple. Else. <laughs> so there you go. Cook it for ages and fuck off and do something else. <laughs> See you in a couple of hours, champion. All right. Three and a half hours, huh? Back. Let's have a bloody look at it. You'll be able to tell if your meat's ready. If you just push a piece of the meat against the side of it. And if it shreds yet, up. Fucking try it. That's ready. This is a good point to add your salt. So we're going to put in a big pinch of salt. Give it a good crack of pepper. Problem is, if you fucking put the salt in too early and your stock's really salty, or the sausages that you put in are too salty, it'll be fucking too salty. Duh. <laughs> Now's a good time to crank your oven to 200 degrees Celsius. Now, if the sauce is still looking a little thin, you can just crank the heat up a little bit and cook it with the lid off. Right, I'm going to set that aside. I never, I never put the shit in the oven after. I only go stovetop. Fuck the oven. Fuck the extra step. Yeah, I don't, I don't need it. oven shit. Nah, fuck that. Now it's time to have a little bit of a chat about this problem. Okay. Now, this claims to be bechamel sauce. Right. Yet on here, the ingredients are two types of powdered cheese, turmeric, <laughs> sugar, vegetable oil. None of that shit's in there. I'll show you what's in bechamel. Get yourself a pot. Turn the well, fucking cheese is on. in bechamel, or it can be. <laughs> no, that's Bethlehem. Not that much cheese. Ah. Ah, Jesus butter? in Bethlehem. <laughs> you want to melt the butter, get your fucking whisk back. Introduce the flour. So it's butter and flour, is that it? You want to stir that. And then cream. And then cream. That's it. So it's going to cook into a kind of paste. Yeah. It's basically like... And then you put cheese in it to make a cheese sauce out of it. Yeah, it's basically the fancy version of white gravy. (laughs) Not a lot going on. Well, maybe that's a good good tone. Well, we'll skip ahead to the reveal here because we're running out of time. I don't want to um, chop over 10 o'clock. Um, but white gravy sounds interesting to me. Maybe that's a topic we need to investigate in the future. Never um, white gravy? 
No, well, I just, I mean, I am a white guy, so Ooh, I probably should be eating white sausage. gravy. You know, be a gravy supremacist for a change. It's literally just like butter and cream okay. and white pepper. Okay. It's the yeah. greatest thing ever. It's terrible for you. You throw some sausage pieces in there on some biscuits. So oh, good. So just, like, so, good. so just like in the real world, uh, the white gravy is better and of a higher quality, but there's much more brown gravy around. Absolutely. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Looking fucking Ooh, good. Lay it down. Look at that. It's like hot tar going on there. Out of it so that when you stick it in the oven, it fucking boils over, and then you got to fucking clean your oven. Trust me, it's a pain in the ass. Yep. Put in a little more mozzarella cheese. Little grated parmesan. Guess what? Time to stick it in the fucking oven. Once I went to grated fresh parmesan, I can never go back to like that shit that you buy. That shit in a jar. Yeah, man. Oh man, powdered parmesan. But I used like, to love the powdered like, shit in a jar, though. Don't get me wrong. Like I would put that shit on everything. But now that I've had fresh, I can't go back. The, the parmesan in the jar, especially like the cheap stuff, is literally just like wood chips, salt, and a little bit of cheese. <laughs> it's recycled newspaper. Mostly filler. <laughs> oh yeah, like I. Uh... I wanted to be a little. I wanted to be a fancy boy one day, and I bought some Grana Padano, and I haven't been able to look back. Yeah, you can't, can you? Once you have that quality oh. in your life, it's like it's game over, man. Right, those crystals. Yeah, that in there for about thirty minutes on one eighty to two hundred. Yeah. This is a big recipe for him. His his videos normally go for like three or four minutes. Man, you'll know when it's done because it looks fucking done. <laughs> yeah. Of course. <laughs> It'll look done when it's done. Yep. It should look a little gone. It'll be done when it's over. That's it. <laughs> so succinct. Bubbling away. Oh, it's time to pull it out of the oven. Plonk. Plonk. Now, here's the heartbreaking bit, champions. Yep. You can't just fucking cut it up and eat it now. No, because it's going to be hot as It'll buggery. fall apart. Two, it's a fucking pain in the ass to serve when it's this hot. Yep. So let it rest 10 to 15. And then we'll come back and serve it. Right. Oh, yes, we fucking will. Got to let it harden up a bit, Once don't you? Once upon a time you were a meat tray and then I turned you What the fuck is he doing? A super sweet lasagna. Well, this is the final step to the lasagna. Oh, look at that. Oh. That's a good looking... Jack's got nothing on this. This is... That's a good looking <laughs> fucking piece of food right there. Ladies and gentlemen, trendsetters. Boys and girls. That's because fucking cooking with Jack would put every sauce in his cabinet <laughs> in and not and top of it. And then he'd call it Oriental style. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're cooking some Asian burgers. Like, there are no Asian burgers. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I can tell you a story you put when seven I seven was... kinds of barbecue seasoning in there. Right. Right. Ground up racks, not even any cows over there. <laughs> you only need one type of barbecue seasoning, just one rub. That's enough, Jack. Uh, I was in Thailand uh, a few years ago, and there was a place that served like you know, oh, we sell American food, we sell American like hot dog and hamburger. So I went up there, and I thought, you know what, I'm gonna get a pork burger. And so everyone else is like getting their food delivered to them, and this little Thai guy is like standing at the top of the table, and he's like, big burger, big burger, and like everyone is ignoring him. You know that scene in Seinfeld where he's like, cart right, cart right. It was like that kind of thing. He's going, yeah. big burger, big burger, big burger. And I'm like, no, did you order a big burger? No, I didn't even see a big burger. Is there a big burger? And I'm like, I'm sitting there for like five minutes and he's screaming out the whole restaurant. And I said, excuse me, sorry, are you saying pig burger? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah pig burger. 
<laughs> okay, yeah, pork burger. I have pork burger, pig burger. You went to an American restaurant and they served you something called the pork burger. I'm going to say you didn't actually eat it. <laughs> That's the first time I've ever heard those two words put together to make a thing. I got a pig burger in Thailand. <laughs> pig burger, pig burger. All right. You can, you can be on. That was just some kind of weird term for lady boys. It's okay. We don't judge. <laughs> oh, the lady, the lady boys over there, man. You can't, you can't talk trash to them. You can't talk smack to them. They'll fuck you up over there. A lot of them are like packing heat and shit. Uh, a taxi driver told us. He said, "Oh, you know, you don't say, you don't say funny thing to a fucking lady boy, man. They fuck you up." I'm like, "Really? Why?" And he's like, "Cause they yeah, up the butt. They used to." You know, he's like, they, they, "He's like, no, they used to be men. They get fucking bashed all the time, man. They fucking hard." <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. "Yeah, they are hard. They'll fucking pull a knife <laughs> on you. You know what I mean? They're fucking hardcore." Something uh, on. <laughs> they're hard. You, they fuck you up. Is that a knife? Are you just <laughs> happy to see? Eating more way than one. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your pig burger, bitch. Um. All right. Well, that brings us to the end. It's time to go. Thank you so much for joining us, Jim Edward, Joy of Pessy Major Tom. Uh, Jim, do you do you have a show or anything, or you just like kind of float around? Oh, no, I, I go on Sunday night shit show from time to time. All right. Well, we can catch Jim on the Sunday night shit show occasionally. DLive.tv slash Sunday night shit show. Joy of Pessy, when are you back? When can we get? Uh, I'm on tonight after Nightwave. Just gonna do some gaming. Uh, Tom and I are gonna start playing the uh, ultra-violent 1996 point-and-click adventure game Harvester, which Ooh. caused a lot of controversy in its day. And then tomorrow night at midnight, we are back with Midnight Rift Party. Uh, we'll be watching the uh, Fat Boys film Disorderlies with Trenton and JJ. Beautiful. I'm, I'm definitely excited for that. Fantastic. And Major Tom, you'll be on, obviously, with Joy of Pessy, uh, but you also do your own thing. When can people catch you there? Uh, that would be Saturdays at 10 p.m. I'll have to throw the link in the chat because I'm difficult like that. That's uh, dlive.tv slash major underscore Tom. With zeros for with O's. O's. Because nothing in your life can be that simple. If you, uh, you want to be depressed, Fantastic. make sure you jump on my show every, every uh, Saturday at 10 p.m. And sometimes game streams Wednesdays at 10 p.m. There you go. Uh, well, thank you so much, guys, for jumping on. I absolutely appreciate it. Uh, oh, anytime, it's been, bud. been a good Friday night chill stream. Uh, thank you to everyone in the chat. Uh, there the boys go. I'll leave you to it. Thank you so much. Um, I'll see you around the chat rooms. Jim Enward, Joy of Pessy, Major Tom, Salu. Thank you so much for joining us. And to everybody else in the chat, everybody who contributed tonight, an absolute pleasure. Uh, don't forget to follow all of our friends. Like I said, Jim Enward, Joy of Pessy, Major Tom, Sunday Night Shit Show, uh, Irrational Times, Mr. America, The Beard of Truth, UK Neil, At Real Person, PLTCS, Char Money, ladies and gentlemen, Nightwave Radio coming up, I think, in any minute now, uh, if not already, uh, Coffee Talk with Sandra, who else have I gotten? The great JJ Stoner, and uh, Major Tom Saturday. Don't forget Winning TV, ladies and gentlemen, Saturday night at 8pm, <clears throat> and I'll be back on Monday at 6 so thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter, patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Subscribe to the podcast by your uh, preferred podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, then you can do so. Uh, Twitter. Uh, let's just fucking get the hell out of here. Follow me on Twitter at boogiebumper. <laughs> All right. Until Monday night, ladies and gentlemen, stay calm, stay rational, God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.